Anyway, we're we're on. Oh, good. <laughs> it actually was perfect last week because I just started it while we were talking about Major League, and it just kind of flowed right in. That's what I was hoping you would do. This one was not so good. Well, we don't have Kyle here. <sighs> he is the glue that holds the podcast. <laughs> I was I was thinking one we should get him to do this for an entire podcast. We should have him just just be Zach Zaidman and just laugh as loud as he can at everything, no matter how stupid it is. I think we should do. I wouldn't I, do that to poor Kyle. He has <laughs> actual things to add. He he doesn't have to do that. When I'm coaching improv, if someone's kind of uh, steamrolling other, other players, I'll make the players that get, are getting steamrolled be the only ones that are allowed to like initiate any kind of like gifts or scenes or anything and make the other people react to them. I think we should do a whole podcast with Kyle he has to bring up every topic, every talking point, huh? and we just get to react to what he says. Well, it's not like he can't. He's um, he's just. That's a good point. He's like he's he's too deferential to us. Yeah, he, which, he lets us just ramble. If he only uh, the knew listeners what, at home are like, would you shut those two up? Yeah, God if he only damn. knew what shambles our lives are in, he wouldn't look up to us so much. Well, he obviously was he obviously was raised by nice people, mm-hmm. so he's very polite. He is very polite. He's a Wisconsin boy. And that cheese curd farm that he grew up on in, <laughs> in northern Wisconsin. <laughs> well, hello, Andy. Well, hi. How are things? Still celebrating the, the great road trip the Cubs went on last week? Yeah. They won a game. Yeah. It's just one. Yeah, the, the sweep in St. Louis didn't feel too good. But that does feel good for them to play terribly for a little while and – still be not out of contention. Remember when they would just be like eliminated mathematically from contention and I would throw yeah, a party. Like, like every year before 2016. <laughs> exactly. Well, 2015 was a good year. That's true. When one losing streak would doom the entire season. <laughs> it wasn't even it wasn't even one losing streak. Remember in 2004 when one pitch doomed the entire yeah. season? <laughs> that was that was uh that was our dark times. So I I ran to the mailbox today, all excited. Oh, my God. Are you working your way up to the end of the driveway? Yeah, I did. I, well, I threw up on my shoes. <laughs> you were um, big charity race coming up. <laughs> it's the driveway K. It's not even a um, – you know, today was the day that um, – John Greenberg's book came out and I saw on Twitter that he sent copies of it to people. And so I went down to get mine and uh-huh. I'm still waiting. I haven't even checked my mail yet. Even though I'm, even though I'm in the book. <laughs> apparently, are you? I, apparently, yes. Apparently I will have to buy a copy of it. Why are you in his book? What is his book about? First of all, I assume the Cubs. Yes. His book is called, if these walls could talk. How did you just get feedback from your headset? <laughs> Out of curiosity. I think I hit it with my beer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Should I tap it? Tap the mic periodically? Yeah. Nope. That's not annoying, is it? Okay. If these balls could talk, is that if what these you- if these balls could talk, it's a it's a it, it it could be the name of it because it's about stories from the locker room. <laughs> oh, why did he not call it? <laughs> and it's all about it's all talk. about Hector Rondon spraying foot spray on Anthony Rizzo's nads before a world series oh, game. can we can you see if you can get greenberg on this and can we devote an entire hour to grilling him on why he no didn't i actually that's part of what i want to get 
I wanted to look at the book because I do. I think we he needs to be like our first real guest, and he can pitch the book, and then we can talk oh, about it. Okay. Now, I I did not know. I knew he was writing this. He had he had um, emailed me and asked me if I wrote about a couple of things. One of them was the Nomar trade. And I remember I, that. So Jeff. I you're, went and dug up. I I gave him a couple oral of links. history or whatever. I I loved your oral history to the Nomar trade. It was very well crafted. <laughs> so I I gave him a couple of links and the chapter that he excerpted on the Athletic, which of course you don't subscribe to, so you couldn't read, was that. <laughs> That's chapter. why I don't subscribe. I don't and like so, paywall. And so there, I'm in it at the very end. Oh, very good. Um, but yeah, it's called "If These Walls Could Talk," and it's stories. I I think he said he starts. Maybe that year, two thousand three or two thousand four, and he goes up to current day, and he so he interviewed pubs, oh. and so he interviewed like Jim Hendry, and probably not Dusty. He interviewed a bunch of people and got them to tell stories or expand on stories, things we knew that happened that we didn't ever get like the full story of. One of them that's a cool. Really that's made a cool me think concept. of it is one of them apparently is that meltdown in Shea Stadium. When, oh where Ryan Dempster was came in to try to get the save and couldn't, and then Latroy came in and yeah. Victor Diaz. First they tied it, Victor Diaz tied, it, and then some other asshole. Wasn't it Diaz? Nowhere. That was that's what made it even worse. Wasn't it actually Victor Diaz? Well, Pat, I'm sure said it. <laughs> I remember Wilson Cone Treras. <laughs> I know I've said this on the podcast, maybe not this podcast, maybe our previous podcast before, but I remember being in Notre Dame Stadium watching Purdue just march up and down the field. I think it was probably Orton was probably the quarterback at that time. And they were just marching. They had beaten Notre Dame a couple times in a row. That might, none of that might be factually accurate, but I know. Oh, I know. I know it was a college football Saturday because I was stuck in the press box at Rock Valley College. (laughs) (laughs) And just, just hitting reload on my laptop. I was like, oh, good, the Cubs are going to win. And then hitting it again and seeing that they were tied. I'm like, how? That's impossible. And of course, it wasn't impossible. Now I have to look this up um, because uh, now I, I think I remember maybe everyone was happy around me and I was annoyed with them because Notre Dame was getting, or because the Cubs, because Latoria, I was getting updates on my phone. Oh. And this is 2004. Oh, no. Notre Dame also got waxed 41 to 16. <laughs> I was right. They were getting crushed uh uh by by purdue as well uh and that was kyle orton just ripping up of course notre dame that was even pre-neckbeard so yeah couldn't, couldn't even use that as an excuse so those were that that is a very cool concept for yeah. well, and i would I, say rip out the middle six or seven chapters yeah, so you just don't go have to relive just start, yeah. just start in 2015 <laughs> i would say read 2003 maybe 2004 there was probably some interesting stuff skip Everything for those. Um, I would guess it doesn't spend a lot of time on the Mike Quaddy year. <laughs> I always, just, just a guess. I always forget that he was a. I I think when he got hired, I tweeted out that he looks like the default create a manager from MLB the Show. Like if you just, <laughs> if you just didn't make any modifications and you just clicked. Oh my God! I mentioned a tweet that I. T- oh no, you'd mentioned a tweet of yours earlier. I think. Yeah. But if no, I tweet you to that, not on the, not actually on the area. Okay. Um. So I never know when you start these things. So um, that was one of my proudest moments that the quad A just looks like, or like manager number 
one of the of the managers that were in MLB this show. At well, the- and when you build, but if you want to build him, then you have to go in and do the embarrassing thing where you have to you have to delete, the, you have to delete the eyebrows. <laughs> hair zero. It was funny because um, after we talked about Moneyball last week, I pulled some clips and put them on the on the blog page for the um, for the podcast, and I found the Scott Hatterberg. Um, where they're where they show up at his house and try to convince him to sign with the A's, and then I found they have the home run, so they all put that one in. And um, rem- I remembered my one quibble with Moneyball was that they didn't make the guy who played Mike Quaddy completely <laughs> shave himself. <laughs> He's got actual hair. It's like, come on, man! They at least put a bald a, cap on him. Hit him with a blowtorch; it'll grow back. It might not have been worth it for the poor guy because really, all you do is when they're all jumping up and down. You see Quaddy and whatever number he was for like a split second, but you can tell he's got brown hair. It's like, well, that we know that's not him. I would say, how many people that aren't Cubs fans, because you know the A's didn't know who he was. And let's say you're not Cubs fans and you weren't a fan, you weren't a a big enough fan of, I don't even know who he played for during his playing career. Um, How many people do you think know? actually know who Mike Wada is. Cause like, I barely remember that he was a cub <laughs> and I was blogging daily about them when he was a cub manager. And I have a website. Well, not really right now, but called hire Jim Essien. Yeah. So I, I know from, well, I mean, he's, year. I'm sure he's the winningest manager in Iowa cup history. <laughs> he was there for 30 years. So, but you would think Iowa cub fans are cub fans. So you I would think they would know. So at least they knew who Mike Quaddy was. Yeah. And but how, that's what I'm saying. Those are Cub fans. How aerodynamic he was. Oh, your question is how many non-Cub fans? No, mm-hmm. none. That's not, even, not even if he coached for your team for years. You don't know. Do you think the director of Moneyball knows who Mike is? He had to literally cast. Well, he didn't cast him. I'm sure his casting director is. Do you think the casting director of Moneyball knows who Mike is? No, because they would have cast. <laughs> totally they would have cast the guy who plays Noho Hank on Barry, because he's also is completely hairless. And that would have been great. They could have made him an actual <laughs> character with the fake Russian accent. And <laughs> oh, you know, those are the only two options: either him or the temp buddy. <laughs> either him or the guy, um, the the head agent from Fringe. I know he's black, but he's the second <laughs> most hairless, yeah. most well, hairless man I mean, that I can why? think of off the top of my he's head. An, he's an actor. He could play Mike Quaid. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you just need it's the, the essence. Build. You yeah. don't have to look like him, especially. You just need the essence Agreed. of Quaid. Agreed. You got to give everybody hockey nicknames and yeah. stick to it forever <laughs> and never call anybody by their real name. Painter, Wooder, Pryor. <laughs> Pryor didn't work and he wasn't there anymore. But um, Speaking of Mark Pryor. Oh, good segue. So the Cubs are uh, busy. There's, this was day two of the draft. I've they decided are... doing my own segues really well is not challenging enough. So I'm just going to set you up for really good segues and see if you pick them up. Well, no, I thought that's what you did, and then I just don't. Because <laughs> I usually am like, okay, next, we're going to talk about this. And then your segue will be about one of the other topics, and I'm like, can't do that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So anyway, so it's day two of the draft. The Cubs are... Uh, Busy. Apparently, the market inefficiency this year: short guys who've had Tommy John disease but throw really hard. College, and they have to be college pitchers because they've taken out of the ten guys, I believe they've drafted seven college pitchers, most of whom fit that six foot tall, throws hard, probably going to end up in the bullpen. It's great, but, but part of the reason they have to keep drafting a huge inventory of pitchers 
is that this, the Epstein, Hoyer, McLeod regime has been drafting now since 2012. Isn't that crazy? In that time, they have drafted a hundred, before this year, they had drafted 150 pitchers. Uh-huh. There are currently none of them on their 25 men roster. I thought this was going to be a good name. How many of them? Well, we could have. Been. Been. <laughs> well, what we have, what I do have, thanks to my Twitter feed and Joe, who was the uh, the well, the reason I know Joe is that he's the other Pat Benkowski fan on Twitter. <laughs> so John Greenberg will, whenever something extra weird shows up on Benkowski's YouTube feed, he will tweet both of us so we see it. But anyway, he did the actual research. It gets even worse than the fact that 150 Cub draft pitchers, pitching draftees over the last, what, eight drafts now. I guess we'll just worry about the seven that are done. Um, And none are on the 25-man roster. How many of them do you think have pitched even a single inning for the Cubs? Okay. Now, does this count guys that have come up and seen – 18 to 25 batters and never recorded an <laughs> Oh, that's true. That could be the flaw. <laughs> like that's that's those, really all, all those guys with their infinity ERAs. Exactly. Um, I'm going to this. I, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily read this follow-up tweet, but I am going to guess by the tone of your voice, zero. Nope. There have actually been some. Okay. Uh, but there have not been let's, many. Let's say. And when you hear the names, I, you'll be like, oh. seven. Okay. There've been four. Okay. They are. (laughs) Oh, boy. And they have four have combined for a total of 52 innings. Okay. Ever. They are Rob Zestrizny with most of the innings. Yeah. 35. Yeah. James Norwood with 12. He's on the 40-man roster right now. So, hey, way to go. Okay. Dwayne Underwood. Okay. With four. Okay. And oh, he didn't list the other one. And Sergio Mitre. Yeah, that's right. Well, everybody was guessing on Twitter. Um, Dylan Maples. He's a Hendry guy. He's not. He was already there. Holy dra- shit! He got drafted in 2011. Way to take your fucking time. Yes, me. he's been wallowing in the <laughs> <Yeah>. minors. <laughs> so there have also been. Wait, you don't know the last the. No, he only listed three. Oh, Rob's the James Norwood. How do you know Wayne Underwood? Then? I don't know how you could miss another one. Well, what does it add up, right? How do you know there's four? Because he said four Cub draft picks if pitched 52 innings. Underwood. Rob Z, 35. James Underwood, 12. So there's 47. Dwayne Underwood, four. Somebody pitched one inning, and he forgot <laughs> to list him. I could, I could, yeah, now who is it? Who's That's the mystery incredible. man? Okay, wait. Oh, I got to. Let me see if I can do this. Okay, while you're doing that, I have to tweet out a Kyle Schwerber because he just hit a very long home run. Oh, I'm on delay, so thanks for the spoiler. Hey, can you tell me how Game of Thrones ended? I can, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm excited for this now. I'm also have this on the on the side of me. That's very exciting. Okay. Um, I don't. So there's know somebody. So, so there's one. I can't. What I now it bothers. I wish I had actually done the research before. You I could have found out who that one guy is. Okay. Oh yeah, that is a long home run. Okay. Um, 
what do you oh dolan this will be an a, a, a evolution for us we're actually going to hear you talk about a tweet that you're writing right now I referenced the podcast in the tweet. Okay. Multi, multi-faceted. Oh, but then I lost the other one. Shit. Okay. Anyhow. <sighs> okay. So, you know, just, oh, I got it. Okay. So I don't know who that other one is. That's bad. <laughs> well, you only pitched one in it. All right. Let's make this interactive. If you know who the one is and you're right, just, um, you would take, you have to, you get to take Kyle's spots. <laughs> No, I was going to say John Greenberg will send you a copy of his book. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Let's and also, so let's say the, the first four hundred people, the first four hundred people who get it right <laughs> and contact us. You actually, you know what? Don't contact us. Just contact send Greenberg. a tweet to John Greenberg, and yes. he will. And the first four hundred of you who who know who that one other pitcher is who pitched an inning for the Cubs. So somebody drafted between twenty twelve and now pitched one inning for the Cubs. The first 400 people get that right. John Greenberg will send you a copy of his book. Also, you are not allowed to have any reference in this tweet. You just have to have the name of the. Yeah, pitcher. don't you no, know if you explain why you're sending it to him, you're disqualified. You're automatically disqualified. All you need is is the name and then your address, <laughs> which I'm sure you have no problem tweeting out. What 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 bad thing could possibly happen? <laughs> Okay, uh, but okay for the, for the dumbs that listen to our podcast, which is most of you, <laughs> just to be super clear, yeah. okay. do not Probably kill yourself. Don't actually tweet your address out. Don't kill yourself. Bring a baseball glove to games and do not tweet your tweet. home address. Don't tweet personal information out <laughs> onto the internet. We're like a uh, we're basically just one big public service now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so we've got. We know three and one fandom, one who pitched for the Cubs. There have been four Cub draft picks who've gone on to pitch for other teams. Um, oh, never mind. I he was he didn't get it wrong. I didn't read the tweet well enough. I know who the fourth pitcher is. Oh no! And he's a former Notre Dame player. Not Samarja. Nope. It's his name is something that sounds really painful. Scrotum contusion. Close. Pierce Johnson. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. I'm gonna oh. interrupt the podcast while I check out the stuff that my wife has mitered. How do <laughs> you go, America? That's pretty good. That's that very nice. great. Good job, yeah. Barry. There's your corner. No. Um. Oh, okay. Well, that's the same thing. Yeah, so works. wait a minute, Dolan. Are you saying that you misread the tweet, or you... I misread the tweet? He included Pierce. In the second part, because Pierce has also pitched for other teams. Oh, so he's saying those were exclusive Cub pitchers. So Pierce pitched one inning for the Cubs. Just for the listening listening listeners, Andy is playing with two pieces of wood. Um, I totally lost him on this. I'm trying to I'm rein him back in, and I'm doing the best that I can. So uh, he just the first four guys, or three guys, had been solo just solely pitched for the Cubs and he didn't include Pierce because Pierce had pitched for the Cubs. Yes, he was listed in the second part of the tweet. Another team. And okay. I didn't read it. Because oh. it says down here it lists the guys and then Pierce Johnson, 44 total, one for the Cubs, 43 for somebody else. Hmm. So now that's all that mystery. So now nobody can win any of the Greenberg. Actually everybody just send tweets <laughs> and say Pierce Johnson. You're John Greenberg. He'll send you a free copy of the book. 
Um, so uh, I don't remember Pierce Johnson either at Notre Dame or on the Cubs. And I went to Notre Dame, and I've watched a lot of Cubs. Well, they only pitched one inning for the Cubs. Well, but still, you'd think I would think, oh, neat, they drafted an Notre Dame guy. He came pre-injured, I'm pretty sure. If I oh. remember right. As, you know. Okay. So there are so they're including Pierce. Four guys who pitch for other teams. I'm gonna guess you aren't going to get any of these. I can guarantee you that. So just So I would just give them to you. Yeah. Um hey, unless unless Well let's do this. I'll ask you a question about it. Those four. So the Cub pitchers combined for fifty two innings. The Cub pitchers they traded away or let go in some mine for six thousand innings. Well, did they? What do you think? Did more or less than um, four hundred innings? Ooh, there's four of them. Four of them, including Pierce Johnson's forty. Including Pierce Johnson's forty-three. I'm gonna say more than six hundred and sixty-two. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, so close to Satan. So most most of those are Zach Godley of the Diamondbacks, okay. who they traded. Who do you think they got for Zach Godley? Um, he's a Miguel he's a, Montero. Yes. Okay, yes. so that worked out just fine. Yeah, he hit some he had a couple of pretty important yeah. hits. <laughs> the only two hits he got in the 2016 playoffs. Super important. Yeah, grand slam yeah. against the Dodgers. The one that, that actually drove in the the winning run. That was such a great moment for. And I always like Miggy seemed like kind of a red ass, but but um, at, you know, for a guy that probably had a lot of pride, he he could have taken that demotion a lot worse. And it was, it was awesome that he was actually able to, to contribute in 2016. So thank you, Miguel. Yes. And then, in, then 2017, he made thrown off the team <laughs> <laughs> in Washington. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody on the plane, uh, Miguel, just a second. Here's your bus ticket. <laughs> we will send you your stuff. So uh, that's Zach Godley. He's pitched okay. 494 innings for the Diamondbacks. He's pretty good. Okay. Paul Blackburn, 86 innings. The aforementioned Pierce Johnson. And my favorite, He's but he's a Cardinal. Uh, but he's constantly looking for the fountain of youth, Daniel Ponce de Leon, <laughs> who I believe they drafted but did not ever sign. Those are actually some great. Maybe they were just drafting cool names. Yeah, probably. Pierce Johnson, that was Blackburn, that. Godley. Well, see, this, this year, short guys, Tommy John injuries who throw hard. One year, apparently, it was um, guys who you would name your fantasy team after. <laughs> were you not uh, paying Godly. attention? Were you not paying attention to the guy that tweeted at you that short guys that throw hard never get injured? Yeah, but I don't think he meant it. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that was a joke. Oh, that's okay. Good. I, I can never say because because they always get injured. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't tell if uh, I can never tell when people are are attacking you if they're joking or not. I just assume because my Twitter followers are such a happy bunch. That's true. That if something is mean, it's just sarcastic. That's so true. I, t- I take it as such. You know why your Twitter followers are also happy because all of them have been banned from Bleed Cubby Blue. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when they, they don't have to deal with that every yeah, day, you have that taken off your shoulders. <laughs> Life's pretty good. Uh, cool. All right. So we uh, now we're going to run through every draft in the field, every draft pick. In I think, yeah, let's just run all 150 of them, starting with whoever. Um, it was funny, though, when I was making fun of the fact that they, you know, 
Well, when they made the pick last night, their first round draft pick, who you think I would have his name written down, but I didn't bother. Um, Kent Jensen is that the the coverage on MLB Network, which actually would be pretty good if they would finally get rid of Harold Reynolds at some point. Mm. I mean, Harold doesn't really have a firm grasp of Major League Baseball. Putting him at the draft table, he has a firm grasp of interns, though. (laughs) In Boston Market parking lots, (laughs) that's my favorite part of that story. Where it was. Um, sorry, go ahead. Harold does not have a firm grab- grasp of Major League Baseball. So anyway, so the Cubs pick 27th. They make mm-hmm. the pick. And Greg, Greg Amsinger looks at the Jim Callis and whoever their other uh, draft expert was. And they're like, uh, where did you guys have Digger this guy Phelps. ranked? Yeah, Digger Phelps. Digger had his, Digger's like, screw it, I can't find the right color highlighter. And he's looking around for it. He's looking at his tie. He's trying to match it. Um. <laughs> it was Jay Billis, and Jay said, "You know, this guy, uh, his wingspan is not nearly long enough." He was horrified by it. Look at me making basketball references. You're welcome, podcast world. Well, it is the it is the NBA Finals. Yeah, that's true. Who's in it again? <laughs> Warriors. One one American team. <laughs> yeah, Warriors Raptors, right? Yeah. The, damn then, Canadian, the Canadians can't send a hockey team down to play in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. They can send one to the NBA finals. I don't think so. Yeah. No wonder we had to put those tariffs on. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so Amsinger looks at the guys like, where did you have this guy ranked? One guy's like, I had him 99th. And I was like, I had him 109th. That's better than um, I have him. You are <laughs> like, you're going to get ranked later. You mean no unranked. So I, uh, I tweeted. I don't even love when I talk about tweeting. I tweeted, "Don't worry, guys. This is fine. Given the the great track record the Cubs, this Cub regime has of drafting pitchers, I think we just give them the benefit of the doubt." And I got a bunch of people who sent me very indignant. What about Dylan Cease? I'm like, what? okay, a he hasn't pitched above <laughs> Double A yet. Yeah, that's and B, your, he's not think? a Cub anymore, so no. I don't really care. So. Dylan, I don't know if you've heard this story before, but let me tell you a little story about a um, Hall of Fame catcher that was drafted uh, by the Mets, you know, by the Dodgers in the mid '80s, and um, his Paul like, Laduca. <laughs> what was his? What was he? His godfather, or was he actually his uncle, or whatever? Lasorda was Piazza's uncle, and he. he- and he's like, yeah, he's like, he really stepped up for for uh, Piazza and drafted him like two seventy or something, it's like sixty first round yeah, or some yeah, shit. Exactly. And he took him, and he like banked his career on two on eating pasta, and then drinking Weight Watchers and drafting or convincing someone to draft Mike Piazza, <laughs> just to tell so, him, bragging to everyone. Yeah. That he's yeah. the only reason that they took Mike Piazza. That's like when you when you tweet something super vague, like and frankly, in I think it was 2015 that uh, uh, Hayward went off in the in the Cardinal series, the playoffs. I assume I don't remember. Anyhow, I tweeted something out. I'm like, I feel like Hayward's gonna go off this series, and Hayward just happened to go. I had no reason to say that. I Hayward happened to go off that series, and it was goddamn glorious and then everyone was tweeting back at me like oh my god you called it i'm like you guys i just no one would remember that tweet if hayward didn't actually go off so i feel like that's kind of what lasorda did with piazza 
for the uh, listening listeners again, Dolan has been distracted <laughs> by his wife. Being asked woodworking questions. Did you woodworking yeah. just off camera with you? I married Norm Abrams from this. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Barry if she can make a soundproof, like a podcast. We should just make it. We should make oh, it. I oh, just hit a bomb. Well, he probably hit a bomb a little while ago for he you. Did. I didn't want to give that away. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, exit velocity, 107.6 miles an hour. So please feel free to jump in front of that, in front of your kid to stop that with your chest. It shouldn't tilt at all. It should be. Why don't you just set it straight? Just get Barry on mic at this point. So um, right now the Cubs are leading the Rockies five to, five to two, um, and I do have the uh, informal implied consent of Major League Baseball to give you guys score updates. Uh, hey, I'm just going to talk about how cool is the car. Dolan has now removed his headset, and I don't think I've ever been on this podcast by myself. So let's talk a little bit about Carlos uh, Gonzalez's diving catch toward the very Jim Edmonds-esque diving away from home plates. Um, did the Cubs sign Starlin Castro, by the way, as a bat boy? I'm going to have to ask Dolan. Uh, I, I'm sorry about that. It was <laughs> no, I filled Worker's it. Corner. That's good. That'll be I, a own podcast. I filled it with, uh, go back on your DVR and tell me if the Cubs signed Starlin Castro as a bat boy. <laughs> Have you seen this kid? He look, go back on your DVR. So I was talking a little bit while you were gone, Dolan, about how about Carlos Gonzalez's um, straight up Jim Edmonds esque diving catch away from the field. And also, I don't really like how <laughs> Dolan you got to it. Doesn't it look like Castro? Um, I it, don't. It's, so, it's, it's not the bad boy. What the incredible? Oh, no. <laughs> and he does look like Starlin. He does look like Castro. That's right. Yeah. Uh, why was he picking up a bat? Um, He's all purpose. So, Dylan, I do have a topic now for you. Okay, good. Can we? Uh, I know we haven't defined what an actual check swing versus a real swing is, and that's fine. Baseball, keep being ambiguous about that. But can we, at some point, define what a diving catch is? Because what Cargo did was caught the ball. And then slid so he wouldn't kill himself running into a brick wall, which is yes. completely valid. Yes. But he had, I don't want to catch. He had to make the catch at full stride. Exactly. Exactly. Totally fine. Great catch. I argue, and I submit to you, Andy, the, my, the jury of my peers <laughs> or superiors, um, <clears throat> that is not a diving catch. The, the catch was made, and then he dove to avoid killing himself. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Speaking of Harold Reynolds. <laughs> this, is actually, this is actually the thing when he you know he he finished up playing he was a teammate of ken griffey jr's for a long time in seattle yeah his career ended he went to go work for espn and apparently this is a real thing when they would um when baseball tonight would show jim edmonds highlights of, of jim diving junior would call harold at espn and yell at him and say that's not it doesn't count if he slows down just to dive which we all <laughs> knew that he really did i just love the fact that it pissed junior off I love 
Junior is one of those guys that there's like I I think McCutcheon's going to be my guy of the modern era. One of those those guys you just always wanted to be on your team so you could root for him instead of against him. Uh, Junior was one of those guys of that era where and Tommy was one of those guys where I was like, damn, that's just one of those guys that you just kind of want to. Well, Jim, Jim Henry wanted Jim Tommy for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So did apparently some um, extramarital <laughs> partners. Tommy, <laughs> if the rumors are true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little oh, shucks. Corn fed. Uh... Also, you guys do not tweet that at Jim Tommy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he could still <laughs> pick me up, break me in half, and drink of my spinal fluid. Um, so Carlos Gomez or Carlos Gonzalez immediately paid huge dividends right off the bat. Yeah, he's going to double tonight and saved a bases clearing, uh, whatever that would have ended up being a double or triple. It would be, that's a very, um, in their prime Cardinal kind of thing. Yeah. They would pick up washed up pieces of crap. And so, miraculously, the guy would all of a sudden be good. Now, we knew they part of theirs was Dave McKay would give him some pills. Sure. <laughs> so I'm going to tie the two of these things together, speaking of Cardinals. So is Cargo the Jim Edmonds of the 2019 Chicago Cubs? Will he have a resurgence in the beautiful, friendly confines of Wrigley Field and find his youth, find his Ponce de Leon, Fountain of Youth? And look how this all ties together. I, I, it's it's almost like I planned this. Yeah. I, I had a lot of time to think. You go this well in rehearsal. For I me. just left dead air when you were talking to Barry off mic. So I can. I, I had a lot of time to think. Um, so she looks at me like, "Are you on?" <laughs> no, I'm sitting here with a headset, talking well, to myself. I never know that we're on, so I don't blame her for being off mic. So I think she um, thinks this isn't a real podcast. I sit down here well, talking to myself. I mean, let's be honest, it's not. That's true. So, um. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'll just call it right here, and then no one will remember this. And if it's true, I will tweet this out and point out how brilliant I am. And if it isn't, doesn't happen. But I'll say Cargo is the the cargo of the Astros when he was instrumental for them, and all of a sudden was great. But he's the Jim Edmonds for the Cubs yeah, this year. Rockies, not the Astros. No, no, wasn't he? Didn't wasn't it Cargo? Oh, I'm thinking of Beltran. Holy crap. Yeah, that's a little older. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a while ago. I would say that it, because Cargo is only 33. <laughs> he didn't. He was not there in 04. No, but I think, I think he's got he's, – he's actually has – he should have a better chance of being productive than Edmonds did, Gary Gaetti did. I mean, the Cubs have lucked into it a couple of times in playoff teams. He's basically um, – he's basically Chris Coughlin. I bet uh, – only good. I bet Edmonds is still available. I think his his St. Louis restaurant fell apart when he signed with the Cubs. So you you mentioned Andrew McCutcheon. Did you see what happened to him last night? Yes. What a terrible. But the weird thing about it was the it was Gene Segura's fault. Yeah. It really was Gene. He didn't run the goddamn ball out. He had a pop up and he slipped and he fell down. So then he didn't run. And um, Ian Kinsler sniffed it out, let the ball drop. Smart play. So they ended up with um, McCutcheon in a rundown, and he tried to avoid the tag, and he yeah. blew out it towards ACL. He's done for the year. Oh, yeah, I didn't see what the follow-up was. I just saw the play. Yeah, um, nah, that's a shame. Ah, one of my favorites. So that means the Cubs can pick him up off the scrap heap 
and McCutcheon, I'm calling it right now, McCutcheon will be a starting center fielder next year, and Cargo will be your starting left fielder. <laughs> so much for the youth movement. <laughs> well, they're going to get very young because all those guys that you mentioned in the drafts are all going to come back yeah. and pick for the Cubs. So it'll even out eventually in the wash. This will mean nothing because it's, um, you know, people, nobody will hear this live, but the, um, I don't think the Brewers are coming back tonight. They, in the seventh inning, they trailed the Marlins 15 to nothing. So is this going to be one of these things where people tweeted us, will that podcast age well when they come back and score like 25 runs in the yeah. eighth and ninth? Yep. Remember I, that night when Christian Yellick hit six home runs in yeah. the same inning? Yeah. No, I don't because I got that, I avoided it. I'm sure I've done that before, Twitter, and you could probably find me doing that somewhere, but that's enough of that. That age, well, we get it. Old takes exposed. <laughs> exactly. My favorite yeah. is when somebody will actually, I'll, I'll tweet something and someone will immediately tag it. Old takes exposed. Because they're so sure that it's going to be horribly wrong that they <laughs> want it on record immediately. <laughs> okay, that's not how that works. You're supposed to actually put in the effort to go back and find right, it. Find it. Remember you it. can't preload these. That doesn't count. Well... Pedro Strope is back. Oh, good. It's very exciting. No one called me. And uh, they sent the great Dylan Maples back to Iowa. And Joe said um, he had a he had a heart-to-heart with Dylan, and he said, this is the last time I want to be sending you to Iowa. Which, uh, if I was Dylan, I'd be like, I'm being released? <laughs> he said, no, because when you come back, you need to come back for good, because you're too good to keep going back and forth. That made me very ner- nervous when you said that Joe had a heart. To I thought you were going to say like a heart condition. <laughs> I was like, oh no! That's oh, no. you saw Max Venable. He's he has to be the bat boy, the first base coach, and the manager. Because <laughs> Joe died. That is how little I've actually watched them on television <laughs> this year. Sorry, Venable. I respect your work. He's a handsome man. If if you like Starling Castro, yeah, because they're twins. I don't know why I didn't think of that immediately when he said there's a bad boy that looks just like. It was funny, though. The year. um, He looked very young, to be fair. So in 2003, I worked for the Beloit Snappers, and we had (laughs) one of the bad boys was probably 12 years old, but he was like six feet tall and 200 pounds. And so it looked like there was it looked like a grown man was the bad boy. And we, the, the, uh, the announcers for the other teams would always comment whenever he was the bat boy. He's like, do you have a grown up as the bat boy? Like, no, he's 10. We all joked about our enormous bat boy. And that was, um, it always made me think of uh, Mark McGuire's kid during the home oh, run. God. Cause the I bring reason, that, the <laughs> that enormous kid would come out of the dugout to hug daddy. Every time he walked out of the dugout, I, I would turn to Ray Stance and be like, what did you do, Ray? <laughs> I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. And then McGuire's kid comes walking out. Like the marshmallow man. Um, in case anyone didn't get that reference at that point, I just want to make super clear that that's what I was doing. Um, I do want to say, I know that that's also a fish, but are the Beloit snappers aware of the Urban Dictionary 
um, definition of. Oh, sin. I believe they were completely aware of it. They had <laughs> okay. been they'd been the Beloit Brewers forever, and Beloit has Turtle Creek runs through Beloit, and so does the Rock River. But they didn't bother to name it after the Rock River. So they they pick snappers. A they do have a snappy the snapper the turtle mascot okay. is so is kind of ridiculous looking and actually cute. So they sell they sold a lot of, of merch because of the mascot. But then anything that actually had snappers on it also sold big. It was just like Oregon State selling all that crap because they would just put beavers on everything. Yeah, and or the frat cock. boys would think that was the funniest thing ever. So yes, I okay. it was not an accident okay. that they were the snappers. Right. Okay. Just wanted to double check. I want to make sure everyone is not saying something they don't want to say. No. The um, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, who were in Appleton, used to be the Foxes, for a month this year to honor America's dairy farmers. They're changing their nickname and their logo. Their logo is going to be a dairy cow, and they're going to be the... Teats? Utter Tuggers. (laughs) No, they're not. That's a real thing. (laughs) That's incredible. They're going to be the Wisconsin Utter Tuggers. Oh, God bless this country. Yeah. Utter tuggers. The utter tuggers. So nice. There you go. Well, seems like a good thing to end on. Yeah. Seems like I uh everyone go out there and get your utter tuggers gear before it before it becomes too big to be popular. Yes. So uh presumably Kyle will be back next week. He's actually at the game tonight. Oh yeah. Ironic that you know you have to miss the podcast to actually go see the team that we talk about in person, but he did. Yeah, I'm on the podcast and I never watch the team. <laughs> I didn't see a lot of this of the Cardinal series, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't. Yeah, I, I I saw what was going on on Sunday. I had some stuff to do, but then I saw what was going on. I was like, ah, eh, maybe I won't turn it on. I didn't. I didn't want to watch because Yadi wasn't playing. Yeah. And if Yadi's not around, Yadi's going to miss the series this weekend too. So that's too bad. I don't want to miss history in the making watching that the one of the greatest, not one of the greatest catcher of all time. The history I want to see made, and I think it could happen. <laughs> I want to see him get thrown out at first base from left field because I think it can happen. I, I bet that could happen. Like Schorber, you know, if anybody could do it, I think Kyle can do it. All right. So we will be back next week. Oh, can I talk about one other weird play? Of course. I, I, with zero detail, but just the recollection. <laughs> oh, good. Did you, even better. Did you see the play where I don't know who shortstop it was? Someone fired home with no catcher at home plates. No. Do you remember that? Or did you see that? Was that been like no, this last week? It no, it just happened. Wait, hang on. Throw home no catcher. This will help. Um. Did that did that remind you of the time? Oh, it was, that- yeah, it was the Mariners. <laughs> it was the Mariners. Dylan Moore. So there was a guy on third, a guy on fur. I think yeah, I think it was first and third. Yeah, one out runners on first and third. Pretty pretty. Uh, it was so like I guess it was a, it was the Astros at the plate hit a slow grounder to Seattle shortstop Dylan Moore. I'm partially reading this, and he charges in, fields it. The catcher goes to thinks he's going to go for the double play, so runs to back up home. Nar, Nar, Narvaez, I guess. I kept thinking they were saying Baez on the replay. Goes to back up first, and 
and more just fires a perfect strike to home, but there's literally no one at home. It was pretty funny. Was there? There was a runner at third. Yeah, first and third. Does the catcher really? He shouldn't have back up first base with a run, with third base occupied. No, it seems like that was his fault. You, for sure, it was. Like even even no matter what, even if he assumed that they were going for the double play, that was. Any catcher, I'm yeah, sure, would probably, tell you that, that was I not I don't think correct, you should leave but... home plate unoccupied. <laughs> unless there's no, unless there's plenty of time to get back there. <laughs> Perhaps when there's no one on base and you're just backing up first. Yikes. I, I don't think you should ever leave home plate unoccupied unless you are Javi. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Javi could have thrown it and yeah, Bugs Bunny. Like, he would have caught it and tagged the guy out. Exactly. It does. It wouldn't have mattered. He could have. I guarantee Javi could have outrun that guy to home plate. But so it, it's a very funny looking play. And you know, I I love when Len and and especially Jim Deshays because I know he's got longer in around baseball. God bless Len too. But um, I love when those guys say something like, you know, I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> baseball. And I feel like there's been a higher rate of instance of that happening this year not necessarily just with the cubs but like a lot of weird kind of hilarious cool stuff is happening with the with the just baseball just neat things that like when uh they had four infielders on the right side of of second base the you know they i don't even remember which game it was but the like just stuff that's like oh shit this is this is neat well when pat hughes says he has never seen that yeah, before. That's, a that's real something. Thing. And it also, Zach Zabin finds it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I interrupted our ending. I'm sorry. All right. I love you. Right. <laughs> Gotta go. See you next week. Yeah, uh, we'll be back.